If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 111 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. My name's Andy White and I'm with my co-host... And your good friend as well, I like And my good friend... <laughs> Kelvin Newman. Hi, how's everybody doing? Um, so now you can now Kelvin, speak they, if they you're on a train. Back. They can if they're on, on a train and it's full of people <laughs> and they're listening on the headphones. <laughs> just, just tell us how you're feeling, you know. I'll, I'll give you a couple of seconds here to reply. All of our listeners now, please do a Mexican wave wherever you are. <laughs> okay, it's another news and tools and uh, three topics of interest. Starting yeah. with, well, we've actually got a couple of Facebook things. Haven't yeah, we, two on Facebook. Sorry, I will speak into the mic. That's better. Yeah, a couple of Facebook ones. What's the first one? Yeah, well, um, Facebook have been changing. Um, made a couple of changes to their comment commenting system. So, um, like is kind of replaced share. So. The kind of result is that um, when you like something now, it includes a thumbnail and some metadata from Facebook's open graph protocol on on Facebook. So that means if your website is liked, and uh, it, it might appear in the newsfeed of someone. So if they go to your website, they go to Andy's website, hit like. They come to my website, they hit like. They go to um, you know um, the Coach House in and you know like it. There's bits that's going to appear there. So you. They're pulling bits in and when you appear on the newsfeed. So there's actually an opportunity um, to kind of optimise um, your website so that certain elements, when someone likes your site, appear in the newsfeed. So like okay. which image they use, what fonts they use, which bit of text they use. So um, there's um, you know a tool from Facebook that they've created that kind of allows you to understand what 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 gets pulled into the newsfeed um, and making sure that, you know, the, you know, the keywords appear in the way you want them to and, and that headlines are written in, in a way that you get the most traffic, you know, so if someone pulls your Facebook, um, a blog post into Facebook, it defaults that it brings the title in a certain way. Cause you'll have seen that before, no doubt when it kind of pulls in the text from a blog post and it's kind of like category page, you know, and it doesn't actually pull in the proper headline of it. So there's some tools that they've been making available to kind of help you do that. So well worth exploring. I'll drop some links in um, to in the show notes to kind of explain that a bit more. But Google and Ma- uh, sorry, Facebook are making it easier for publishers to publish their content in such a way that it gets shared um, well on Facebook, gets shared in a nice way, in a nice format, which is good because the fact is for a huge number of publishers, Facebook is a real huge significant generator of traffic for them so um, if you own a website that gets traffic from um, Facebook or own a website that you'd like to get more traffic from Facebook 
um, have a look at um, what happens when someone likes your page and what gets pulled into the the news feed by default because it's not just Facebook marketing it's not just about setting up a Facebook page and then using that there's going to be content on your own website that people might want to share on Facebook so to mm. give you an example of how you know I in in this in the past I might have considered this Andy that so my book Clockwork Pirate you yeah. get um, if you like it on Facebook you get a ch- it um, you get access to the link right I wasn't looking to see what that default like looked like too many use of the words like there but um, so I didn't know when someone liked in inverted commas and you know shared my um, my book on Facebook what it would look like you know would it be an enticing headline that people would want to click through mm. to would it pull an image through. Because if it's got an image, that helps. So there's the whole formula. I don't think we talked about this before, Andy. Have we ever mentioned edge rank before? Edge rank? Yeah. So no, th- this, is the, that I can this is the formula. Um, that, and I f- you know, in a future episode, I've got um, an interview I've just recorded with um, one of the um, an expert on Facebook marketing. We, we, we expand on that a bit more. So I'll do a real quick version of it here. But basically, edge rank is the algorithm that, um, that Facebook used to determine what's in your newsfeed. So it looks at proximity, um, so kind of affinity that you have with the person. Mm. So that's why if I comment on your newsfeed, in um, so I comment on the fact that you shared a photo of you, um, you know, skiing, yeah. or 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 I like the fact that you update your Facebook status saying you've gone for a beer, you know, that type of thing. Therefore, I have a greater affinity to you in Facebook's eyes. So that's why people who you talk to on Facebook most often tend to appear in your newsfeed and people who you don't talk to don't appear. So that's affinity. That's one aspect of it. Um, Another one is the freshness. So how new is that content? So um, a new piece of content that's 10 minutes old is more likely to appear in your newsfeed than something that's two days old. So that's a factor in it. That makes perfect sense. You know, it's a newsfeed. We all understand that. Um, And then the final piece is the type of content. So certain pieces of content, um, like photos, are more likely to appear than um, you liking something. You know, so if I join a group on Facebook, that's less likely to appear than if I put a picture of myself on holiday. And status updates are more likely to appear than is now friends with. And you know, things like changing in relationship status always go straight to the top of the pile. So basically, there's those three factors. And um, so if you're a brand trying to appear in a newsfeed, you need to be thinking about what you can do to influence those. So newness is how often can you add content because you're rewarded by adding content more frequently because the newer it is, the more likely it is to appear in someone's newsfeed. Next okay. up is the affinity. So if you are maintaining a company profile, you should be commenting, liking, you know, generally interacting with your audience because then and, and trying to encourage them to do the same because you want them to have a high affinity to you. So a perfect example of this is if you're a company, have a set up a status update on Facebook that asks people to contribute to it. So maybe like, tell us what you think of this or, you know, someone who comments on this status is going to win a, you know, uh, an iPad. Yes. Because the, getting that person to comment the first time then means that for a period of time afterwards, you're then more likely to appear in their newsfeed. So Facebook incentivize you to have an engagement with your audience. And right. then the final one is understand the type of content that's most likely to appear. So if you're a business, put photos up. Put photos up as much as you possibly can because they get they have a higher kind of score and therefore are more likely to appear in people's newsfeed. 
Does that make sense? It does make sense. We're going to, in a, in a, we've got a future episode queued up um, with somebody who's a bit of a Facebook marketing expert and we're going to it in a bit more detail, but hopefully that's a, a good introduction to it. Yeah, and another interesting sort of update to how Facebook are changing that's that's new and interesting. Um, so they've kind of updated their comments plugin. Now you can, um, it's possible if you have your own website to use um, um, Facebook's login system so you have a facebook based comment system you know in the same way as you can have an open id one and the idea of that is that it makes it you don't have to ask for personal details to get the person to comment on your site now the changes now is that when users are logged into facebook they're able to comment on a site that has the facebook plugin um automatically immediately and that will then pull through information from their facebook profile onto the site where they make a comment right so that pulls through stuff like the commenter's name um what their work title is, the person's age, where they live, um, you know, their picture that they've got as their profile picture, all that type of thing, depending on what you've got set in your privacy settings. So if you've got set not to share, then they wouldn't be shared. Mm-hmm. But that then means that if I set up the Facebook um, comment plugin on my site now and someone uses, it's logged into Facebook, they leave a comment on my site, I get all kinds of nice information about them pulled from their Facebook profile. Really good for publishers um, because... You're getting more valuable comments, and it's people don't have to go and sign up to make a comment just on your site. They can use their Facebook login, um, but from Facebook's point of view, it's just more of a creep of them into kind of newer areas of the web, um, and you know, generally kind of making Facebook your personal identity online. So it's not your, it's not about your email. It's not about um, you know lots of different accounts. If Facebook own that. They've got, you know, a bigger chunk of your online personality. So it's been around for a while, the kind of, you know, the Facebook Connect, they call it, um, you know, um, comment functionality. But I was going to ask of, if it yeah, had a name. I yeah, you, Facebook you Connect, yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of they've, you know, you know, souped it up, added some new features to it and, you know, made it even more compelling for a publisher to um, include Facebook Connect as their, their comment system rather than using OpenID or the Twitter-based one, which is another alternative. Okay, well, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is with Facebook at the moment, they've got such a sense of momentum that, you know, they just, you know, we could do an episode every week on new things that, you know, Facebook have launched. And, you know, and by the time this goes out already, they will have launched even more stuff on top of that. But it's just really exciting. Um, you know, whether Facebook or some people think they're a bit of an evil company, I've, I mean, I don't know. I don't have the kind of, you know, <laughs> I've, not, I've not watched the social network yet, so I've not seen the movie yet. Um, but, Me neither, actually. Um, but I've got, got it to watch maybe this weekend. But um, yeah, so I just think it's interesting. They're an exciting company. And I'm glad that there's someone who's as adventurous and as innovative and as, you know, has as big ideas as Google because it's just not healthy if there's only one company doing all the exciting things and it gets boring for podcast listeners as we only ever talk about Google. Maybe we should do another podcast called the Facebook Marketing Fod Pod. Well, I, mean, I, I do Fod Past. Fod Past. Podcast. Bit of a spoonerism going on. A there. bit of a faux pas. A bit of a Freudian slip. It's a spoonerism, isn't it? When you swap the first letters over of it. I do it all the time. Uh, I do it on purpose. Ah, uh, there you go. I do it on porpoise. Oh, I'm here all week. Enjoy. <laughs> Sorry, you that was my mistale, uh, mistake. <laughs> bit of a Freudian slip. Oh slip. dear, dear, dear. Um, and finally, <laughs> uh, I might have to edit that out. Actually, <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Um, looped. Which yeah. It sounds like it could be rude, but it, I'm sure it isn't. No, no, it's um, so spelled L O O P T. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's a new um, location-based um, service um, that will alert users of nearby deals or rewards, and it's kind of launching at South by Southwest. Um, so the the logic is, you know, everyone loves a good elevator pitch, and uh, the elevator pitch is what happens if you cross Groupon 
So the you know the deal site with Foursquare. So Foursquare, you log in. So the idea is I can turn on my iPhone, go to the Loop app, and see, well, I'm two minutes away from this sandwich shop that will give me 25% off if I go in today. Or, you know, this hotel has free Wi-Fi. You know, and really interesting, exciting, and kind of it, you know, I think what will probably happen is you get the Facebook deals at the moment, which is a similar kind of concept. Um, but, you know, it's really exciting to see this kind of location deals, apps, all coming together in the way that we all thought it would, but it's actually now starting to happen. The services that actually allow you to promote your business in that way, shape or form. So what's exciting for me is that if you're a local business owner, which I know many of the listeners to the podcast are, you know, your your um, your business relies on people actually walk, you know, you might promote yourself online, but at the end of the day, a sale's made when someone crosses your front door and comes into your premises. And buys something. And buys something. And once they do that, that's when you make money. Now, it's interesting here that there's a different way of kind of getting people to it, you know, and it's all about mobile. It's all about um, proximity, GPS, and increasingly, it's all about deals. So Groupon, if you've not come across them before, huge company, huge valuation, you know, you sign up for a mail, you say which city you're in, you get some offers where you buy a voucher that gets you, a, you know, a service or product of greater value than the amount you paid for it. Hugely popular, doing amazingly well. Um, so that's a huge, you know, huge growth, um, huge, exciting business operating there. You've got Foursquare where you're checking in on your phone saying, I'm in this location. Loop just seems to be a very obvious connection between it. Facebook deals, similar. Um, but I... No, all my friends use Facebook. Very few of them use Facebook places. Um, this, I think, Loot perhaps is one of those services that will grow quite nicely, maybe be acquired by someone in the future. Launching it South by Southwest, which was historically where Twitter first really took off. So if they can kind of work in a similar way there, really make a big splash. Who knows, in a couple of months' time, we might be talking about them as much as we do some of the other services that we mention all the time on the site. And presumably, Calvin, this is going to be a combination of website plus apps. Yeah, I think it's all about kind of, yeah, app driven that, you know, that's the way that it seems to be on mobile that people are operating. Really interesting because the whole rise of HTML5 on the the desktop, the laptop based computer did seem to suggest that there was less need for applications than perhaps there previously was. Whereas on the, the phone, you know, so on the iPhone, on the Android, on the you know, Nokia, um, you know, platforms on Windows 7 mobile. It seems to be going in very much the opposite direction. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's exciting times. Yeah, there were some very interesting statistics, actually, and I forget the specific numbers, but it was the amount of data that is moving through apps versus the amount of data moving through the browser on mobile yeah. devices. And it's, I think it's mainly apps at the moment. Yeah, well, and it makes perfect sense. So how do how do I consume content on my mobile? There's like... Basically, there's only really three applications I use that religiously on my iPhone that kind of need a net connection. Um, Twitter. So I, I've used Twitterific and I've recently moved to the Twitter official client. I still haven't decided if I prefer it over Twitterific. So that's an app. There's Spotify. That's an app. That's all the data moving through that. And then I use Safari. But I only use, oh, sorry, and Mail. Mail being the fourth one. Yes. Yeah. And Mail is essentially an app. So I'm using Gmail, but I'm not actually going on the Gmail website. I'm using the app for it. So yeah, it's um, you know it makes sense, but it's because those programs are very much specific, and that you know they've got nothing more or nothing less, and yeah, perfectly well designed for the need that they use. And that's before you start getting into things like Angry Birds and, and that whole world. Don't get me started on Angry Birds. <laughs> Does it make you an Angry Bird, Andy? No, 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 no. I just I'm addicted to it. Uh, I just, it 
Okay, let's end the podcast there. It's goodbye from me, Andy White. <laughs> and goodbye from me, Kelvin Newman. And we'll see you next time. Have a great week. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five oh. If you're inside the UK, it's O one two seven three two five six one five oh. And you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK.